0: one of my favorite quotes of all time says five years from now you'll be the exact same person that you are today except for the people that you meet and the books that you read along the way well today we're going to give you a chance to meet one of the real icons in the cattle business as we interview mr. Kirk Steerwalt from Leedy Oklahoma now if you don't know Kirk you've probably heard his name or seen his face on the whole host of products that he talks about and endorses Everything from fitting and grooming supplies to clipper blades and clippers, uh, feed and feed products, uh, even livestock trailers. Man, Kirk Steerwalt is everywhere. But one of my favorite places to follow Kirk is in the uh, show ring when he's actually judging. Uh, As a guy that judges a couple of shows myself, Kirk's a guy that I look up to and and I try and watch him and learn from him a lot because I really admire his style and the way he handles himself uh, in terms of professionalism as a judge. He has a great way of working with kids. I love the way that he sees cattle and describes cattle and and where he places emphasis as far as priorities go. And we're going to get into all that stuff today. So if you've ever wondered what's going on inside a judge's mind when he's judging a show, well then stay with us. We're going to peel back the curtain a little bit and let you take a peek inside of uh, the mind of Mr. Kirk Steerwalt as we talk about judging in today's episode of Cattle Pros. Hey, by the way folks, I want to take just a minute to give you a shout out. You, the Cattle Pros audience, we just got some pretty neat data back on how many downloads we've been getting so far and it looks like you're enjoying it. So we just want to take a minute to tell you thanks for listening. Man, we're so proud to have you guys as an audience and uh, we hope you're enjoying these as much as we're enjoying putting them out for you. And if we could, we'd like to ask you for a small favor. If you are enjoying these, tell some folks about them. If you could like us and share us on Facebook, certainly like us and rate us on iTunes. That just helps more and more people learn about the podcast and get the word out and get these great interviews with these great cattlemen and women out, most importantly to people. So thanks again for listening. We're super proud and pumped to have you as an audience. And do enjoy today's interview with Kirk Steerwalt. Kirk Steerwalt, first and foremost, welcome to the Cattle Pros Podcast. I want to tell you on behalf of us and all of our listeners, we really appreciate your time this morning.
1: Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, always a great opportunity and, and, you know, uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity as well. uh, I've been looking forward to it, so...
0: Well, you talk about a guy that's in the business, um, your name is probably as recognizable as, as anybody's in the cattle business, especially that uh, show side of things, and we're going to talk about some of those things today on the podcast, but I think it's so fitting that as we started this, I can hear cattle in the background. So Yeah, <laughs> I, did shut, I, I did shut the door
1: trying to calm that down a little bit, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm in the... In the barn office, so anyway, so Well, how yeah.
0: cool is that, you know? Uh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. perfect. I think that's very fitting. So anyway, I mean, uh, like I said, I think a lot of the, the listeners are, are familiar with you, at least on a surface level. We're going to dive into some deep stuff today, but, you know, you're you're everywhere. I mean, you are, if you're at the show supply trailer, we see your face. If we're at the feed store, we see your face uh, on the clippers, on on everything. Just real quickly, I'd like you to give some of our listeners who may not be as familiar with your background just a little brief introduction about, you know, kind of what it is that you're doing now. Maybe give us a little timeline on how you got there and, and just let us see a little of that side of, of Kirk Steerwalt.
1: Well, yeah, great question, and it's, that's a that's a whole mouthful. I guess I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up, right? Right. But anyway, <laughs> it's kind of like... You know, I mean, what I'm doing now, and of course things are a little bit more different, you know, I mean, here lately, lately, but I mean, up until now, I mean, I just say this whole, uh, you know, uh, you know, before uh, the COVID thing got yeah. going and all that, but I'm just saying is, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm in, involved in the education part of it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a huge need for it. And, and you know, we there's different people that do different clinics and I think they're all good. I think there's room for everybody. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it all pertains to our, our own direct future because, you know, this, the youth and, and then, then that family bonding that's involved there. I mean, you know, that is, um, the direct highway to our future. And mm-hmm. so I'm all about trying to get that process started and keep it going and, and do what little bit that I'm, you know, that, that I can do to, to try to keep that moving forward, but sure. you know, like, and so I mean, what we're doing is, I mean, you know, we have, we run our a, a, a ranch here in, in Oklahoma. It, you know, I'm halfway between even trying to figure out where I'm at. I'm halfway between Oklahoma City and Amarillo, so I'm out in western Oklahoma. It, it you know, the old standard, the old, you know, they say it was 18 acres to run a cow and calf pair. You know, I think it's a little improved with that, with our grasses and rotational grazing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we run 200. And, 30 cows, some right in there. I mean, it's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, we do, it's all for show. The only commercial we have is our recepts. So um, we do have two herds, and uh, we have spring and fall, but we have, you know, we're, we're, we focus on club calves, you know, yes, but we also, uh, you know kai's kai and his wife are back at the ranch and and participate you know our, our, we're a family run uh outfit you know my wife me and kai and his wife and and i'm just saying this but it's one of them things that um you know we're starting you know we, we've venture. you know we have uh building up our uh, uh, some of our maternal stuff and and you know some of our purebred stuff whether it's hereford charlays you know high mains and and you know all this kind of um Yeah, we've changed direction on some of that here in the last uh, little bit. So we did that, you know, the schools and the clinics, um, you know, I call them, uh, um, you you know, you hear seminars and demos and clinics and all that. But to me, it's, it's an update. I mean, you know, there's this uh, show world is evolving so fast technology wise, whether it's feed, whether it's show products, whether it's clippers and blades, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, and then uh, it's just uh, just the techniques and how we do stuff compared to, you know, I mean, um, I'm just saying is that that's that's a constant update. You know, I mean, I, I mean, we are getting updated. I mean, you know, you know, Jake, you follow that. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's a constant push to keep updated on what's going on out there. You know, I mean,
0: um, yeah. And you've got to be boots on the ground to keep up with that. And I, I mean, I think you're on the not the leading edge, but maybe even the bleeding edge of that as much as anybody. And the ripple effect of that, as it would seem to me, Kirk, tell me if you agree, but the ripple effect of that is that trickles all the way down to the education part you're talking about. Because, you know, when you're at the shows and you're, you know, creating, picking up the trends, whatever it is, then that trickles all the way down to how you're going to run your camps and what you're going to teach. So I would guess the camps are always changing and evolving to adjust.
1: Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. You know, I, I was always worried about, I was always was worried about like, if somebody comes once, you know, why would they ever come back? You know, but I'm telling you, it's so constantly evolving and changing And there. I mean, like I said, it's an update. And I mean, you know, I've had some, I think I've had, I had one gal that came, I think to eight different, you know, clinics, you know, be the most, but I mean, you know what, but they're never, there's no two the same. I can do one this year. And do one next year, and it won't be the same, promise
0: you. But, But, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not as smart as other people, but I'm not a guy that can learn every single thing the first time I see it or the first time you show it to me. I heard it put like this one time, and I think this is pretty clever. They said it's kind of like going to church. You know, they talk about the same thing about every Sunday, but it does me a lot of good to go back and hear it every Sunday.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. you got to keep going back to the water trough and getting a drink. I guarantee you. that's the way faith works, you know, I mean, it's, uh, uh yeah, we fall plenty. <laughs> it's getting up the, the, the important part, but anyway, but yeah. And, you know, so we do a lot of testing here, uh, Jake, you know, for different companies. And so, you know, we're on the ground floor and, and really what we're trying to do, um, is hook the tip of the branch, which is the user or, and, and try to connect it to, you know the developing and engineering side and, and 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 at the end of the day you know you're trying to make your job easier you're trying to be more competitive and you're trying to make the livestock look better and it's just um uh, you know there is things that technology has made a difference so so we do that you know and um, like i said we um uh, we sell about 120 club calves a, a year or show animals, okay. uh, you know I mean? Like we do 60 each season and I'm talking about show steers and heifers. Like I said, okay. um, plus we have a heifer sale and whatnot, you know, and all that. But anyway, um, you know, as far as me getting to that point, I mean, you know, I've been all over the, you know, my timeline, it it would be a podcast in itself. I yeah, mean. Sure. But anyway, but I, um, uh, just quick, I was raised in Iowa. Uh, I wasn't a farm kid I was a I was a town kid and uh, my granddad had herford cattle registered herford cattle and my my other granddad had Angus cattle and but anyway I started with herfords and it's always funny because we have herfords again now and everybody's you know <laughs> thinks that's unusual but you know that's that's where I started you bet I had the big uh, that big bold proud, corn hereford bull decal on my show box man i was like i can I see it in down. my
0: head do you still have that show box by chance yes it, it's
1: in iowa i'm not going to get that thing here yes. one of these days so yeah i do but anyway but i i went to iowa state university um you know end up um, I mean, I'm, I'm you know there, like i said i'm just going to touch briefly real fast here because we want to get into the podcast but end up going to iowa state then i end up uh running uh, hartman's uh, show barn uh, uh when they were into the uh, keys
0: uh-huh.
1: uh so i was there and then i end up going down to dr wise into uh, uh i mean uh, i went from there uh from hartman's and i end up coming to Leedy, oklahoma and uh end up working for jimmy harrell uh right. and his, his family for 2 years and his daughter had 2 years left and and uh, anyway that's where i met my wife and so then i end up going down to I got done there, and then I'm going to Brownwood, Texas, for Doctor Wise for a year, and running there, show barn and doing that kind of stuff. And and um, anyway, like I said, uh, uh, I quit. I you know end up finishing up there and and um, and leaving there, and then I uh, end up coming back and, and settling here with my uh, wife. And this is her her town. And like I said, we live in Lead, Oklahoma, and that's where she grew up. And we live a mile south of where she grew up and that's, that's our place. So anybody ever gets through here, we'd love to show you around.
0: Yeah, that's a treat. And we've got that on our list of things to do now that our girls are getting of age to start showing. And we start looking for, for some steers and heifers. It'd be a great place to stop. And I've never actually had a chance to do that. I actually worked a summer nearby Leedy, but uh, on some wheat harvest that we did, but I, I'm familiar with the area, but I've never got to go to your place. So we look forward to doing that.
1: You bet. And I, I just, uh, so I don't forget and get in trouble here. But I mean, my wife's name is Julie and, and then my son's name is Kai and my daughter's name is Kyra. And she lives about 90 miles South of here. Uh, and she, I'm a new, uh, grandpa. So that's, congratulations. uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And and like I said, we're a family run outfit and you know what I'm, I'm all about family. I think it's the most important thing in the world.
0: And now we see Kai as, at these shows, about as often as we see you. I know he's yeah. he's following yeah. in the footsteps, and, oh, and yeah. that's awesome.
1: Well, and you know, Jake. I mean, you know, I didn't follow what my you know what my parents do. You know, what I mean, as far as like they were in the retail business of a shoe and boot store. You know, what I mean, and all that. And I did not follow that. You know, and I, and I mean, it's a blessing. I'm not kidding you. I mean, you know, you're you're very fortunate. And, no, and you know what? Hey, it doesn't have to be this way. And I mean, but it is a blessing when, when when you have one of your, your kids want to follow and, or, or enjoy the same thing or have the same passion that you do. I mean, to me, um, I think that's pretty neat, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would totally agree. Well, we know you've done a lot of things and, and you continue to, to evolve and help push the technology forward. And yeah. what we want to talk about today, though, is maybe not – um, the fitting side or the showing side yeah. of things, but we want to talk about the judging side of things. And the conversation we're going to have today is just a continuation of, a, of just a kind of a spontaneous uh, conversation you and I had on the phone. And I said, well, this would make a great podcast. So let's, let's let yeah. the listeners in on some of what we talked about and judging. So, you know, we understand that you got into helping a lot of families, you branched out on your own. Settled down in Leedy, started selling cattle. At what point did you get interested and begin judging some shows, Kirk?
1: Well, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I've judged, you know, but I I, 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 the one that comes to me, and I, I'm going to say that would be, I'm trying to think here. I'm, I'm not great at dates, uh, but I'm going to say it was in the mid '80s, uh, somewhere in there. But I got a, I mean, my, I got a chance to judge. Um, in Eastland, Texas. And it was like, and I went down there and I was all pumped up and, and, um, uh, the Moreland family is, I think it was the one that was putting that show on. And, um, anyway, I mean, like, I remember the Angus, you know what I mean? Cause it was alphabetical order Yeah. and they didn't do the, you know, the British, the Americans, You know, things like that. They just had them in alphabetical order. So, man, we start off with Angus. You know, everything's cool here. You know what I mean? Everything's good. But then as A gets finished up, then we go into B. So we get into the Brahma, Beefmaster, you know, all that. And, I mean, I never will forget. I mean, I had not been around a lot of them. You know what I mean? But when those things came in there, I was just like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like This is a different world. Yes. I mean, and uh, you know, I, my heart was going 500 mile an hour. Cause I mean, you know, you get into them full blood, you know, Brahma cattle and stuff. I'm just saying is, And some of them, I mean, you know, you know, there's just, I mean, you know, they started like, they look like cookie cutter stuff here to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, um, you yeah, know I mean? And, but you know what, once I kind of took a breath and you know what, it always gets back into confirmation. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't care if you're looking at a uh, horse. I don't care if you're looking at cattle, you know, anything. I'm just saying is if you'll just breathe and, and, you know, it all comes back to confirmation and balance to me, you know what I mean? And so, you know what, after I kind of took a breath, you know what I, I mean, but I, that would been, I'm going to say 85, I'm going to say is probably my first opportunity there, you know? And so I don't know, you know what I mean? Um, I, I like judging. Um, I do, I, 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 you know, um, judging is a constant battle with yourself to me.
0: I'll explain that. I mean,
1: because you're, 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 are playing poker with yourself. You're trading with yourself. You're trading traits. You know, what, what is your do You know, I mean, are you a, you know, is thickness your deal or are you pretty or you mean, or, you know, whatever your, your, um, preference is uh-huh. to me, you know, then a lot of times you don't get that package uh-huh. and you don't get what you want. So then you have to start trading, you know what I mean? Play your hand play your hand. I, you know what? And then you start trading a clean front. You know what I mean? For one, that's not as thick. You got one that's thick, but it's pretty, you know, not near as neat up front and pretty, you know what I mean? So you're sitting there and then you get into the size, you know, taller and shorter. I'm just deep. And I, you know, you start trading all these, like I said, you're, you're battling yourself out there to me. You know what I mean? When you're judging, you know, because you're, you're, You're making trade-offs as you go, I think.
0: When you go into a show, Kirk, to judge, do you have the mentality that, you know, I have two or three priority traits that I won't compromise on, but maybe the next two or three on my list I have more flexibility on? Or do you look at it as I'm just going to take a consensus approach, maybe the the best combination, you might say, of – of whatever these traits are in every class, yeah. that's the one that's good. What's your approach when you go into a ring of cattle?
1: Well, I'm not really a single trait guy. Now, I do like good-looking cattle, and I want that back drop pitcher to be smoking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're, I mean, I, I want a calf that has some look to them. But there is, I mean, but the other thing is I'm, I'm a package guy. I'm, I mean, I – I like balance. I think, you know, the balance comes with, um, the package, you know what I mean? And, and you're always trying to find the one that throws everything together as good as you can. But sometimes you, you just gotta, um, there's some compromise, like you say. And so, um, you know, I mean, for me, you know, structure has been something that to me is, as you know, it's been a, a, a high focus. I mean, I think anybody that, is in the cattle business, pretty well looks at cattle from the ground up. But I'm going to say this, uh, Jake. I mean, if one misses its stride by an inch or whatever, I mean, and then you know what? If I see one like snap its pop, pastures like on one foot on the tenth step, you know what? I take a bad step about every tenth step. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, if it's every single step, then. You know, there's some concern there. You know yeah. what I mean? But I mean, if I see one and it's kind of going around the corner or something, it takes a bad. I, you know, me personally, you know, and I'm gonna say I used to be a little bit different than that. I used to like just be just like adamant, and I and I don't. I mean, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not into structure because I definitely am. I mean, we trim 125 head of feet here a month, and I mean, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> We look at cattle from the ground up, but I'm just saying, but I like some foot size, but I'm just saying, like, all I'm saying is that they take a bad step every six, seven step. I guess I don't hit the panic button, you know?
0: I'm glad to hear you say that, and, you know, I think we're in a, and first of all, for our listeners, this is not going to be, I want to say this loud and clear, and Kirk, I think you'll agree, this is not us throwing any stones at any judges. We're just having a conversation. Oh, no, no, no. are
1: no. like, you're, you're I mean, you're asking me what I like. So it's like, yeah, this is like yeah. I'm just telling you the way I do it, but I mean but Exactly. I'll, I mean, this is and that's one thing I like about this. I mean, and that's a that's an awesome statement what you just said because I, I say it all the time on the mic. You know what? If, if you're on the outside looking in, you know what? You might switch these around a little bit. I you know, I wouldn't argue with it a bit. You know, I just got done watching my son judge a show. And, you know, there was a couple deals <laughs> in there. That, I might have done things a little bit different, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't wrong because those three, you could jockey them things around. And, you know, what? Well, we talked about it, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, it's like, I mean, the saying isn't uh, – you have to be, to me, of that mentality that, you know what? I mean, this is just your – I mean – Hey, we're all crazy because we all do all this for one person's opinion on one given day. Right. So anyway, you, you take it and go and you know what? It, it is what it is. And, and, you know, judging is, is one that it's kind of a deal where, um, you kind of got to be prepared to, and I'm going to say this, you know, when on that structured thing, you gotta be, I mean, yeah, you, you gotta be firm in your belief. You know what I mean? You gotta be, got to have some spine you got to have some backbone you got to have some integrity but you know like and you get into that structure thing and you know like a lot of times you know you'll see cattle toe out and a lot of times everybody freaks out because they think that's not structurally sound but to me all cattle toe out slightly and you know i mean in today's world i think we're seeing more bow-legged cattle and more pigeon-toed cattle off their front end you know probably than we've seen you know but they're but they're good on their angle you know what i mean so it's like so there you are but anyway but anyway i mean that's i mean now third point east and west that's different or you got yeah. your shoes on the wrong feet that that's a different topic but i'm just saying is if they if you toe out a little bit just a little bit i mean really that's uh you're gonna be probably narrowing your shoulder set on on up this up in your structure and, and you're probably going to have a little bit more, I mean, you're going to have quite a bit more flexibility in my mind.
0: I I like to hear you say that, Kirk, and that's so practical and logical to me. And again, we're not throwing stones, but the fact is, I know we show under judges that have what I would consider like a zero tolerance policy on structure. So if there is that one bad step they make in the ring, I mean, that's it for them, and they would be willing to give up every other trait in order to get the flawless structure. And that's where the rub comes with me personally. So let's say if we're, we're going to judge these things on a scale of 1 to 10. And ten's the best. If we have one that is an 8 on structure and a 9 on muscle and balance and a 10 on body, I'm probably going to like that one pretty good but right. occasionally you'll run into somebody that would take one that's maybe only a four or five on all those other traits in order to get a 10 on structure. And that's, I think we've seen a trend of that come in the ring now that's really affected, especially in our purebred heifer shows, the type and kind of heifer that's,
1: that's being yeah. cooked. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's like, you know, um, I mean, it's one of the things that, and I probably shouldn't say this, but it, 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 I mean, but it's one of them things that, I mean, if you'll, if you have no tolerance on structure and it has to be a 10, then to me, I think you gotta be, I mean, I think you'll run out of cattle to look at, you know what I mean? As far as like, I mean, to a point where I'm just saying is, you know, because a lot of times they're going to be perfect, but then they might not have enough muscle or shape and, you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's a balance in the trade off and like I said, I, I mean I, I want to be sound. I want to be sort structure, but I am I'm just saying there is some give and take.
0: Yeah. So. And I totally agree with that. So you started judging those shows kind of back in the eighties and there's there's fast forward today, probably not many that you haven't judged. I bet that list is shorter than the list of those that you have judged and
1: Yeah.
0: And I think yeah, it's important. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean interrupt.
0: Well, I, I think an important thing that our listeners could hear from you is a little bit of your philosophy about how you approach judging a show, not necessarily from the cattle like we started talking about, and we'll get more into that. But let's talk about really the honor that it is to be able to judge a show. So when you're asked to judge a show, you know, if you get a call this afternoon and and they they're asking you to judge the next one, Denver, whatever it is, what what would make you say yes to a show, Kirk, and what would make you say no to a show?
1: Uh, well, that's that, Once again, that, that's a that's a good deep question there. But I'm going to say this: I would, as long as I could do it, I would never say no to a show. I mean, I have judge different breeds. You know, I mean, whether it's some breeds like you wouldn't think about maybe it's Wagyu or maybe it's, you know, different uh, breeds out there that you would never um, think about. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying as, uh, but I, you know, miniature Herefords or I'm just saying yes. all those, and I'm just saying, um, you know, I, as long as I can do it and it fits my schedule, I would never ever say no. I mean, uh, cause I mean, um, as far as saying yes, what does that mean? Well, I mean it is an honor jake i mean i'm just saying is it's an honor to be able to to be out there and do the same thing or have the same passion with the people that within the industry that that you're going to get to do that with you know what I mean and so sure. we have these virtual shows uh-huh. and and they 're good you know i mean for 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 the cause, but to me. There, there is nothing like judging show because you you get to interact with the with this youth or you get to interact with breeders if you're judging an open show. You get to interact with people that, you know what are in this industry just like you are. And the other thing is it's, um, um, you know you don't get to compare cattle and whatnot you know on a virtual show compared to this. But the whole interaction part is the part that I think's the uh, the payment. I mean you know what I mean because um, it's very you know it's it's people are are fun you know what i mean and so the other thing is i think you're at that point my my personal opinion is you are held at a higher standard and i think it's it's um, it's up to us to keep that higher standard um in check and i'm going to say this i mean like i don't judge in jeans i don't i always judge in dress slacks or, or, you know what I mean, or, or whatnot. I mean, I'm just saying um, I just have that much respect for the industry. Um, I think it's important that the judge looks like a judge. I mean, yeah. whether you're wearing a tie, but I, I, I think you have to have, I mean, you have to have that presence. You know what I mean? They're required to dress appropriately. I think a good judge is, is needs to dress appropriately. I don't care a cell phone in the ring absolutely no way shape or form would i ever be seen with a cell phone in a ring um i usually leave it in my car or if i'm driving and i, I usually look, lay my rental car keys and my phone up on the announcer stand and i mean i do not want to even near that thing um during the show and so um you know it's one of the things that i think there's um, integrity involved because i mean we've showed enough i mean i want my goal that day is when I get asked to judge show, I'm going to pick the the very best cattle that I can pick. I, it's important for me to get the best cattle up to the top. You know what I mean? It's important for me not to, uh, I'm not there to, to tear people down. I'm there to build them up. So when it comes to, uh, verbiage and, and your reasoning uh to me i think you need to say two things good and one thing you change instead of you know ripping them things apart and not saying i mean to me uh, i want i want to come off with a positive feeling i want to come off with a good experience and to me it's important for us to look in the good in life and not maybe just ripping it apart you know what i mean i mean from a clipper and grooming person you know what? You're always looking for the faults. You're always—I mean—that's where you put your focus in. But in judging, I mean, you know what? I, I think we're—I um, I want the positive. The other thing is, um, like I said, integrity is important because, um, you know what? I—I I, I don't judge people. I judge cattle. And you know what? It, it's one of them things that half the time—I mean, um, I'm just saying—is it um, it's important to me that you do these things right. And it's important that, you know what, it doesn't matter. And you know what? Hey, I've had to, you know, I've I've beat some people I know, you know what I mean? And whatnot, but that's not the deal. I mean, when I sign off, if I can't do that and pick the right cattle and forget who's leading them and do all that jazz, then I don't need to be judging. You know what I mean? I I, I don't need to take that role.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And you covered so much ground right there. I want to back up just a little bit and give our, Listeners, the benefit to maybe hear some of that again. And the one phrase that I picked up there that I, I wrote down and underlined, and I love it, is higher standards. Yeah. A higher standard that you're held to a higher standard. And you talked about that even in regards to your dress and your presentation at the show, and I totally are, agree with that. I think it yeah. sets the tone for the, the seriousness that you carry into the ring and, and how important this job is to you and the honor that it is to you. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, agree with you. I think that it's, um, it's, uh, it's appropriate for these judges to wear slacks and, and you know, to look the part, to look like a cattleman when they go in the ring or cattlewoman yeah. um, with a lot yeah. of young ladies judging shows. now. Oh yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I love hearing that, but then, you know, you even swerved over into the reasons and, you know, we, we both judge a lot of shows, but something that's, once you begin judging shows, I think you take more note of is you'll find mentors in the business or people that you want to emulate in the business. And yeah. uh, I talked to you and I had this conversation earlier. My dad and I went to Calgary and I judged the heifers up there and you judged the steers and uh, we got done before you did. And so we had time to kill. I said let's go watch the steer show and Kirk's judging it. And that was absolutely one of the funnest shows that I got to watch Not only did they do a great job, and I mean phenomenal job, putting on that show, but the way that you handle the kids and handle the classes and did a great job lining up the cattle, but if a kid was first in class or last in class, I think they left that day feeling like they got a fair look, they got a fair evaluation, but they felt like they had a shot next time too maybe because you know I can remember you saying – You know, young man down here in 5th, I I really like your calf. You know, I like that big old top and big bone that he's got, but maybe he's just not as pretty or whatever you said. But you really gave each of them kids some encouragement and positivity. And uh, like my friend uh, says, you didn't nail the coffin shut at the end of every class. You know, It's pretty obvious if you placed them last that you didn't like them, okay? You don't have to just tear these kids to shreds with your terminology And I really admire how you, know, you handle
1: that. Well, thank you. And, and you know, in those situations, a lot of times, you know, it might be just a, a nutrition part. You know, I mean, hey, you know, and and so we, you know, you know, we have all the pieces here. You know, I like this one. I like the way structure structures put together. But you know what? This one's just not um, to me. Uh, you know, as far as uh, far long in flesh, and and to me. Uh, um, you know, a performance and just needs a little bit more time. You know, so and and I've had to tell these kids on there like, look, don't give up on that calf. I mean, take that calf home. You know, let's let's get some more feed into it. I'm just telling you, you know, that calf's day is not today. Yeah. I, you know, I look at that calf and you know, I mean, I, I see something down the road. You know, and I'm just saying is, but I, you know, a lot of times I do give them a little bit of homework. You know, what I mean, if you will. Um, because I'm, I'm speaking from the heart, I'm speaking truth. That you know, they're not bad cattle. They just need to have a a few. You know, what I mean, they just from a management standpoint, just you know, go to work. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just saying that we go to shows all the time, Jake. And and you know, what, a lot of times we figure out what well, we need to go back home and do. You know what I mean? And so you know, and, and if I, you know, I'm just saying. Well, I, and I appreciate what you know what you said about you know calgary and 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 i appreciate you watching me and and like i said i I guess just one of the things i try not to use language that's confusing yeah i I mean i just i mean i try to use language that is real i mean i speak from the heart and and you know what I, I, i can't talk and use vocabulary that that is difficult for me to use and for them to understand and so um you know, it's one of them things that, um, like I said, um, the show judging's fun. I mean, it is. It's it's fun. It's it's all like I said. It's a it's a competition with yourself, and you're anticipating what's coming in, and and you know what? It's just like, gosh, it just it's just like it's just like. I mean, the momentum of it is just something that's awesome to experience. You know what I mean of a show.
0: Yeah, it, it, it totally is kind of a rush. It's kind of a yeah. high, I think. Yeah. And yeah. you maybe don't realize that until the end of the day when the a little bit of the fatigue, maybe even mental fatigue, starts to set in and you realize the challenge that right. maybe it was.
1: Usually that happens when you're at a restaurant and you sat down and you had a steak or something, you know what I mean? You've got away and, and you know, then then it kind of, it takes a while for that to come off of you for, to me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, it's not like I just go sit in my car or or whatever and be like, that was the day. But I mean, like y'all tell you, I mean, I'm reliving the show for a good while afterwards. And then it seems like then, yeah, she, 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 you know, it starts to wind down, you know, and you're like, I don't know, but it's like, you know, that's the other thing is I, you know, my policy is is when I get done judging the show, I, I like to, to leave. I, I want to get out of there. I don't want to um, hang around and, and I just want to be gone. So anyway, so.
0: Now, and that's important for people to hear, too. I think that's, in my opinion, again, the most professional way to to conclude your job there is to right. sign the book well, you know do whatever I, you know, paperwork you need to do and then and then right. leave you know don't. that's right
1: I mean deal of it is is like you know uh, you know I, you know, you'll see I, I just you know it's that whole perception you know and everybody knows so many people in this under industry and this this industry is stuff full awesome good people I mean it just like and you know what a lot of times it's people you haven't seen you know I judged in Iowa the other day well heck you know I'm from Iowa so there's some Iowa people that yeah homecoming yeah you bet but you know what you know but I don't it's one of the things as much as I you know I I just I I feel like I I need to leave you know made my selections and I I, it's like yeah I just don't want anybody to perceive anything that You know what I mean? So it's time to go. You know what I mean? So anyway, I just, like I said, it's just a, it's an honor. It's a higher standard uh, to me role. And I just think when you you, you need to be able to do that as a judge. So
0: lots of good practical advice there, Kirk. And um, that all pertains so far as to when things are going good at the show, you know, the fun part of it. But also when you judge... There may be an instance, and hopefully they're not very frequent. But sometimes there's an yeah. instance where an exhibitor or an owner or someone is upset. And yeah. if you're ever approached at a show, after a class, whenever it is, by someone who's upset with a placing or how they did, how do you handle that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's, and, and I mean that's, and you're going to get it. I mean you just might as well plan on. And I mean you know what I'm not. I'm not bulletproof. I'm not perfect. You know what? I can make mistakes. I mean, you know what? I mean, all I'm saying is, is like, I mean, I'm just saying is, or we can sit here and argue about a decision that was made, whatever. But I'm just saying is, I try to, to me, I, you know, I, I usually just listen to them and, and um, I mean, but as a rule, I, I try not to be around where I have to I mean, I, I listen to what they have to say, but it's like, I mean, I, I don't know what they want me to say because I can't change it. I can't, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're asking, you know, most times in those situations. I mean, what do you do in those cases?
0: You know, I'm not saying this is right, but I think there are instances where people ask you a fair question, and I don't mind being yeah. challenged. If someone, I don't either. you know, tr- treats you with some respect and says, could you explain a little bit more about why this and maybe they're truly trying to learn. And I think that's a great opportunity. And, you know, so much of what you've talked about so far today is education. That's a great opportunity to maybe explain a placing that's close and explain why again, you hope you've done that on the microphone, but maybe they didn't hear it right. Or so, you know, if someone comes up with a fair shot, a fair question, I'm going to give them a fair answer. Now, if it's a hothead, that's that gets a different response. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, but if it's a fair question, I try and give a fair answer.
1: I don't mind that either. Somebody's like, "Hey, so what did you think about that steer? What did you think about that heifer?" You know, and the, and the tone is there. Man, I don't mind talking about that. I love talking about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but like I said, when somebody's upset, and to me they they are on tilt. I mean, you can't reason with anybody like that. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like it's like, what's the use? You know what I mean? Like, and. I mean, like I said, it's something that you try not to. I just, uh, you know, again, that's one thing. I'm going to say this. My kids have showed a lot, and, you know, they've they been fortunate to, to win a lot, but they've also had, you know, we've probably been beat way, I mean, I'm going to just be, you know, we've been beat way more than we won, you know what I mean? And there was uh, times so when they, yeah, and I did not, you know, there have been times. That I might not agree with what I thought, yeah. but I'm going to say this: I have never, ever in my life, I have never went up to a judge and either challenged them or, you know, I mean, I, I just won't do it. Is to me, you know, that's the decision that they made, and I really don't understand. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, you take, you take. Here's the deal: in in my family, my kids. I mean, that I've tried to be. You know, you try to win humbly, and you try to lose graciously. And I think this whole showing thing, the thing that I admire about it so much is, is it teaches a kid how to do that. And to me, then that sets them up for life. And it's also pretty dang good for the family to experience that together. And you know what? I mean, mean, because, man, you know, my daughter, one time we were driving, and she's like, Dad, whoever says you got to be a good winner? I go, I don't even have I don't even have a clue who that is. She goes, Well, that's really not right because I mean she ain't very big at all. I mean she's over there. I mean she's little, she's little. I mean and she's like, Well that don't make no sense to me because she says it's easy to be a good winner. I mean, when you win, you're happy. I mean that's that's easy to be a good winner. I go I go, Kyra, I go, I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't even worried about you no more. You know what I mean, now that you're thinking about all that. I mean that I go, you know, that's right. I mean you have to learn how to to me, you know, you're going to stub your toe. You're going to fall down. I mean, it's the – got to get up, brush yourself off, and and, and and re-go, you know. And it's one of them things that, you know, it's just part of the whole process. And I'm just saying – and the judge, you know, it's – you know, I'm just saying is it is. It's not an easy job out there, and you have to be prepared for those situations as they arise. But, I mean um, – you know, I mean at the end of the day it's like you just tell people, you know, that's the way I see it today and you know what well, wouldn't argue with you, you know, you want to switch them around with this and that, but I mean it's just the way I called it today and that's I guess that's what I gotta run with. So. Well,
0: you, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent. There's parents listening, but there's also kids listening and I think yeah either end of that scope, one of the things we'd all have to agree on is that's one of the coolest things about what we do with showing and showing youth livestock is that, you know, when you're an adult you're gonna to have to deal with the same situations. You're not gonna win every time. Everything's no. not gonna go perfect every time. And no this gives a kid an opportunity to learn how to handle themselves when yeah. either they hit the home run or they strike out. And we're gonna have both in life, right?
1: Absolutely. And you know what? I tell you what, I mean I'm gonna say my barn, but you know what? When we go to show and get thumped by God, we went back home. We started, you know, we got to work. You know what I mean? I'm just saying is, you know what? It's like, um, you know what? I mean, I'm just saying is like, I'm just saying is, you know, sometimes it, it fires a kid up, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, well, Hey, you know what? Like, um, you know what I mean? on getting stuff done, you know what I mean? In the barn and, and, and all that. So yeah. Um, good. Yes. nobody like, and it's, it stinks. You know what I mean, but sometimes you look out there, even you know, like I said, from a management standpoint, and and then you come back home and you change change it up and do some things and and then and rebound. And to me, that's 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 part of showing. I mean, that, I mean to me, you can't be blind either. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, there's such thing as being barn blind. Oh and we yeah, all can yeah. get it, but I mean, a lot of times going to a show and whatnot, you have to just get humbled to the point that, you know, we got to make some changes here, you know, so.
0: Yeah, get better or get better. I read that the other day, yeah, and I think yeah. that's, a, that's a good way to look at it.
1: Yeah, you know, so, anyway, like I said, I just, I think it's, I mean, at the end of the day, what we do inside that show ring is a good thing, whether it's judges, whether it's kids showing, whether it's breeders showing. I mean, we get to showcase what we do, and I mean, and everybody has their role and their part, and I mean, it takes all of us to get it pulled off.
0: Totally agree. Yep it's 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 a team sport more than it's it appears a team on the outside. Sport.
1: Yeah, I guarantee it. Let's and that's talking. one thing that I think is kind of neat with all this COVID thing. You know, there's state fairs shutting down and all these shows shutting down. But you know what? People within the industry, people within the breeds, people are are making some shows happen, you know what I mean, uh, with that, and they're still creating opportunity for this industry. And I think that speaks highly of what kind of people we have involved. Yeah,
0: I totally agree with that. Let's keep talking about judging Kirk and go a little more now into some of the trends that you've seen over the years, maybe some of the trends that you're witnessing today. But, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of shows you can be asked to judge. Um, there's jackpot shows, there's exterior shows, open shows. Um, I don't know when a listener is hearing this, but we're doing this right in front of some major junior nationals and Angus are coming up. Is there, I mean, they're fun to judge all of them, but do you have a favorite, you know, is there one of those that stands out as, as what really fires you up when you get an opportunity?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, I think any, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I tell you what, I look at any of them because I get fired up on, you know, and I, I you know, I, I, well, I was out there at Nile with you and I think the South Devon show, I was like, man, I don't even know what I'm going to see. I actually looked at some of them on the internet, but you know what? I mean, that show was awesome. I oh, mean, you goodness. know what I mean? I mean, like, uh, and you know, so to me, I don't think you can deny anything. You know, uh, you know, steer shows. I like steer shows. You know, I mean, them fat steers coming in there. I mean, you can't help but not. To me, they're just, you know, they're the end product. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, trying to find that one is, is, you know, I mean, and then they're, you know, like highly presented. But man, I'm, I'm just telling you, you get into these breed shows, they're all tough anymore. I mean, there's no, there's no gimmies. I mean they've all done a great job, you know what I mean, in, in making their breed better. And then and, and the fitting is like phenomenal in all of it. And I mean, it's just like, I don't really have, I don't know if I really have a preference. You know what I mean? It's just because every one of them, I know I'm going to see some good stuff, you know? But, you know, with that being said, you know, I don't know. I mean, um, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like I said, every one of them, as far as trends go, there is some trend changes, I do think. Yeah, over
0: the years. yeah, for sure. And like, what have you seen over the years? Because you talked about you're starting in the eighties and I'm picturing some large frames, exotic, oh, yeah. cross, you know, type oh, of animals. Gosh, yeah. And, yeah. and you've certainly seen an evolution. What's that been like? Yeah.
1: That's been, I mean, and that's from the fitting standards, from the fitting products to the style of cattle. I mean, this ain't no joke, Jake. I would, when I was freelance clipping, I would carry, you know, my clipper box, but in the other hand, I would carry a calf mana feed pan <laughs> for me to stand on, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't tall enough to clip on those cattle because they were so tall. To you actually know,
0: reach it's... the tops and tail heads, you had to... Right,
1: yes, exactly. Wow. I mean, like, I had to have something. I mean, I have pictures of me, like, clipping on bulls standing on a bale of straw, you know. I mean, like, you know, these are awesome pictures. But, I mean, you know, we... I mean, and you know, back then, I mean, like, you know, them ranchers and farmers and some of these, and you know, they were all just like, you know, I think they thought we were, we, you know, we had the super freak show going on, and you know, what I mean, it's like, I mean, they weren't buying into it, you know, what I mean, these yeah. these commercial men, you know, what I mean, yeah. the commercial places, you know, what I mean, it's like that's that's the show world. No. But anyway, (laughs) we rocked along there. I mean, they wouldn't even make good soup at that time. There wasn't enough on there to do nothing with. But anyway, but, you know, we kind of rock along here. And I think the cattle today, I mean, are as good. I mean, you know, there are two different missions. And, I mean, you know what, the commercial world, performance, I mean, data, all that, I mean, that is good stuff. We have to have it. The show world, we have to have it too because, I mean, we showcase it we promote beef in a different manner, but we also raise kids with livestock. And I'm just saying is when you look at rehabs and drug programs and, you know, all these things that these youth can get into and and their family, I'm just saying, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm just saying is you can't, I mean, that's well worth it. I mean, you know, we, I mean, at, at whatever price, I mean, to me. And so, But I'm going to say this, Jake, in my opinion, the cattle world, the real cattle world and the show world are as close as they've ever been. And I'm proud of that fact. Will they ever connect? Will they ever get? But all I'm going to say is is this is the way I look at it. I think at these county fairs and I love county fairs. Some people hate them, but I think they, they rally a community. I'm all about county fairs. I think they're awesome. But, um, but I think, Joe farmer rancher can go to the County fair and I'm just going to use that. And the reason I'm using that is because everybody has one and, but they can look at that champion steer and be like, you know what? I'd like to have steak off that calf or, you know what, that calf would work in my freezer. And I think they look at that female and say, you know what? That, that one looks like a cow. That one looks like she could have a calf. That one looks like, you know what I mean? And so to me, I think we've done
0: awesome on that. I love hearing you say that, Kirk, because even in my lifetime, I'm thinking about, you know, we can all, my generation, we can look back and see some of the animals that were just yes. so weenie dog middled, long legged, yeah. and they're the champion. And you're thinking, what did the ones look like that didn't win, you know? yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. now here we are today, but even in my time, um, and we talked about structure earlier, but I can remember, especially maybe some of the show steer world structure being really tight and, and straight on those. Oh yeah. How much has yeah. that just softened up and improved? And like how you yes. said, you think we're maybe as close now to real cattle, real commercial industry yeah. accepted cattle as we've ever been. That's a huge statement.
1: That is a huge statement. And I'm going to say this in the show world, you know, we, we take a single trade, whatever the trend is and just, you know, we cannot help, but not, you know, swing for the fence. I mean, like, it's just like depth of body. I mean, this is going to be my own opinion. So, And I'm going to say, you know, we want these cattle deep. And, you know, we start getting them deeper and deeper and deeper. And, I mean, it's almost like how deep can you go? You know what I mean? And, I mean, I do think in today's world I am I, starting to try to uh, connect the dots a little bit, if you will, just because some of these cattle are so deep-bodied that they're just broke right in there behind their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. I mean, you know what I mean? It's almost like, I mean, I want them deep, but I, I, I gotta have it tie in a little bit there if I can. And then the other thing is, um, you know, a lot of times we, we tried to make them super sound, but then we ran out of muscle. You know what I mean? You get behind some of these females and, you know, there's nothing there. I mean, it's like, you know, the, and I, so to me, I, I, I gotta have some substance or some width a little bit. I don't want the steering effort, I'm just talking about a little bit of, of dimension and shape there. But anyway, and then on the steers, you know, I, I think there's a point of going deep here. I mean, I'm just saying as a steer doesn't look right with a bred heifer belly, a pregnant steer don't look cool to me. You know what I mean? It just, it, it needs to be more, I, I want them deep, but I, it's more like toned and more into them, more up in them a, a little bit more. I like that natural curve. Trust me, but it, it don't have to have the Brent Heifer look for me on them steers. So, I don't know. That That's my point of view on that. I mean, you're seeing a lot of top-fitting, but I think the reason that is is because some of these cattle are, like I said, they're broken in their tops because they're carrying so, so much volume.
0: I and Now, Dave, I'll apologize if I get this yeah. wrong, but I want to give credit to Dave Duello I think he said, he yeah. judge judging the show, he said there's a difference between depth, and body.
1: Yeah, and definitely.
0: He, he described I said as,
1: volume, and I meant depth, but I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, That's and I perfect.
0: love the way that was described because, you know, you're talking about a three-dimensional shape, you know, not only yeah. deep but bold sprung and wide-chested, and, you know, there's a, a volume dimension to it. And you're right. I think and you, you the term you used earlier in the interview was single trait. Selection and I think there are a lot of. And hey, I'll raise my hand, and maybe some of the Angus pedigrees we got as guilty of it as anybody of kind of single traiting for that sleek long neck and that super deep belly. But like you described in the process, we made them really narrow to get that deep belly. And those cattle would, would hit their stride, no doubt, but it came at the expense of some muscle. And you know, I think we do these kids, Kirk, a disservice as judges. When we reward those kinds of cattle and we pump them up that they're really good, but guess what happens when they go home and turn them out?
1: Exactly. My
0: great I champion mean, at show end of the heathers, day, uh, ends up at the sale right. barn, you know.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, their cow life's a lot longer than their show life, and and I, you know I agree with uh, Doctor Dave Duello I mean, you know, volume just means full. You eat a pan of feed and a drink a bucket of water. You know, they got instant volume but deep you know takes longer and some cattle have depth some cattle we have to try to create more depth and then you know it's just one of them things but i do think you know trying to get those two to combine in moderations is the key or the trick and and the other thing is when you combine length in there you know the longer they are the harder they are to get deep or full or have volume so it's like i mean it's one of them things that um right i mean it's um um, and the you know, thing about that is, it's like, you know, that's the challenge, you know. I mean, if it was easy, like I said, you know, I'm just saying, is, you know, we, you're, you're always trying to make these cattle better. And I'm just saying that, you know, it's like, we, we always, you know, heck, you, I mean, we're not doing anything different that's not been in the history books, Jake. I mean, you know, you look at them old pictures and they, they're, you know, all these cattle were belt buckle high and then we went super tall and then now we're trying to find more. Right? I mean, you know what? And I wonder, you know, have you ever wondered, I mean, I'm mean, i going to ask you a question on this, have you ever wondered what these cattle will look like in another 10 or years or whatever, or 50 or 20 or whatever, like, you know, I mean, gosh, they've just made them, so, you know, where are we going? You where
0: know? do we go so, from here? I love the question and I haven't thought about it, but yeah, that, that's something to sit and ponder now. Where do we go from here?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, it's like, you know, we just keep trying to make them better, you know, and. And uh, you get into new genetics and whatnot. But anyway, so. On the
0: topic of making them better, I think we've got more good ones to pick from, whether we're talking about going out and buying them, you know, as a calf, or you're talking about you sitting in a ring and and it's show day and you're judging them. I think there's more depth of quality to pick from um, these days. And I think one way we've adjusted to that, tell me your opinion, but there has been so many advances made in fitting and feeding, and showmanship. I think that's one way we've adjusted to try and get a competitive edge in the show ring. I mean, everybody's had to get better. The technology, the products, the people that are using them. Talk about that, and especially from a judging standpoint, you know, it's got to be awesome now when you see these things walk in, and they're cookie cutters. I mean, they're perfect. There's not a hair out of place. What's that like?
1: Oh, man. I mean, I I do get revved up. I mean, I guarantee you, if you've ever watched me show, I mean, I, I get, I, I get excited when the, when the cattle get good, man, I get, I get wound up. I mean, I get excited. I mean, like, and I mean, and what I'm, you know, and you know, I'm going to say years ago and, and I'm not, I don't mean like many, but I'm just saying that, you know, you said, uh, you said a great statement there on on the qualities we gotten better. And I'm going to say this a lot of times you'll run into these shows where there's not the, Dead obvious runaway animal. You know, what I mean, there's not the dominant one there, but the but but the but the cattle are so good as a whole. You see a lot more depth and quality there. Then it just gets down to personal preference. You know, what are you after that day? You know, mm-hmm. what are you what do you like? You know, what I mean. And so to me, um, you know, where, where's your, you know, where's your, you know, where, where are you leaning? You know, what I mean. So to me, and I think then all of a sudden it just that's where you go. And, and so, and I'm going to say, like you said, that the showmanship is awesome. Um, the, uh, fitting is incredible. Um, you know, the look of these things coming in and, you know, but the other thing is, is like, I mean, I'm just saying is, you know, there's blowing show shows, no, no fit shows, but, It's pretty easy for you to tell one that's been cared for, you know what I mean, no matter what, no matter how well it's been fitted or whatever, I mean, and, and, and if you top that off with a good showman, I mean, that's a pretty good package there. I mean, one that's been well managed, one that's been well presented, and then one that's well shown. I mean that's the perfect circle, as as <laughs> you know? guess, it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're seeing a lot more of that, yeah. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying, and I'm proud of the people in this industry, I'm proud of the kids, I'm proud of the families behind them. I'm proud of the breeders i'm proud. you know I mean it's like yeah, I mean, you know what i mean it 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 gets me excited because you know, like i said it it just you know it's like that's awesome, you know I mean to witness well I mean when. It's, do that see that
0: from the education standpoint that you begin talking about that's got to be kind of a full circle moment for me like aha we yeah. got it it connected the yeah. light bulb. you know here here's what we're trying to do
1: yeah absolutely and i'm going to say this uh, real quick here uh, as we go here but i'm just saying this, is it's like my payment uh, you know i think there's something in this whole thing for everybody whether you're a good you have a good eye whether you're good with a brush and a comb, and a blower, whether you're good at feeding, whether you're good at fitting, whether you're good at clipping, whether you're good at showmanship, you know, whatever, I'm just saying that there's a there's there's a, a knack or a niche or a blessing in this for every person, and you, get, you, you take that, and then you run from that, you know, yeah. I mean, you run with it, I mean, you go with that, and I think the thing about it is, is like, um, you know it was funny at exarban this year I had the 40 year circle come around I went out to Jerry Adamson I was going to clip out there years ago and, and they didn't know me and I got out there and Dean Elder had asked me to go out there well we got out there and you know they just weren't you know and Keith Disenberry and his wife were like yes. the, you know they were running it and, and uh, Candy was the uh, gal his wife and she washed all her clothes and all that well wow. you know, they didn't feel good about me clipping so they didn't know me so they but they said i could wash so you know what i washed there for two weeks and fed the calves and helped milk a couple cows there and did all that jazz and and you know what I, anyway i ended up clipping a couple they had a couple left over and keith looked at me and he goes i my uh, god you, you you got them things looking pretty good and i go well thank you and they were too charlotte I ended up in the top 15 well anyway it wasn't like 10 years later, I think, you know, Keith passed away, and then Candy left, and I lost track of all in girls and whatnot. But and Exarvin this year, you know, I'm judging the Heifer Show, and it was awesome Heifer Show. I mean, awesome prospect show, awesome steer show, awesome, I mean, I'm just in heaven there. Awesome Heifer Show, and, and we I picked this, I thought, that, I mean, I'm like, man, this thing's like winding up. I mean, there's cattle coming in there. I'm, I'm just getting revved up maintainer comes in there and i'm just in love with this heifer but anyway i pick her well, anyway we get to the backdrop and and you know that a lot of times that's when you find out the story on them so to speak you know you know how it is i yeah. mean you know but anyway this older lady came up to me and she patted me on the back and said just want to tell you you did a good job judge uh, uh, you picked my granddaughter there and i go well thank you and and uh, appreciate the compliment and and um, she goes, you don't know any, know who I am. Do you? And I, and you know, Keith had passed away years ago, but anyway, she goes, well, I'm Candy. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, you know, sure. that's my dad. I know what I'm saying is, so I told her, I said, heck, I went from the washer act to the judge. I'm the hero of the day.
0: That gives you chills. What a cool moment. Yeah,
1: that was a 40 year circle for me. And, and, um, it, it, it it's, I don't know, you know what, it, it just, Made that trip awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what we're, yeah, I mean.
0: Well, that's why you do it. I mean, that's. Yeah,
1: that's why you do it.
0: That's why you do it right there. That's if you ever need a reminder, I mean, a moment like that, you're like, yeah, this is what it's about.
1: Yeah. You know, these clinics and doing stuff like that, you'll see people that have a knack or a niche for something, you know, and they don't even know they got it. Like, you know, I was doing a clinic and, you know, this girl like clipping and I mean, I go over there and I'm like, golly, I mean, this looks like awesome. And I go, I mean, you've been clipping a lot. And she's like, no, this is my first time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's stupid, man. Come on, man. You're killing me here. But anyway, like that's incredible to witness and to uh, be able, I mean, that is really my deal. When I get to witness that talent and they don't even know they got it, you know what I mean? That's the coolest thing ever. And
0: help them develop that. Well, yeah. you talked a little bit about showmanship you know and, and how good yeah. that has got but showmanship's a big part of judging you know especially yeah. at these junior shows a lot of times you're asked to do that and uh, you know i hear some some guys every now and then they kind of cringe or they kind of you know scowl when they're asked to, to judge showmanship you know where do you land on this i mean nobody wants to to beat up on a little kid and i think there's a Uh, perception sometimes that you're not judging the (laughs) cattle, you're judging the kids. I think our listeners could really get a lot out of hearing you talk about your perspective on judging showmanship.
1: I'm going to say I enjoy watching showmanship. I'm not sure that I enjoy judging showmanship. I mean, in the same tone of what you just said, but, 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 and I'm always a little bit, you know, like, And what am I going to get into here today? You know what I mean? Because I think there's that, you know, I have been chewed out after a show twice in my life. And one of them was after showmanship. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because they, you know, they, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm just saying, you know, for me, I'm going to say this, like, it's awesome to watch good showmanship. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is, is the thing, and I don't mind judging showmanship. I actually like it. So, I mean, so I'm actually going back on what I just said. But here's the deal. To me, there's a lot of kids, and I'm going to say this, I mean, there's kids that come in the ring that they know what they do that their calf doesn't, you know what I mean? And so they don't know, you know, they're not, to me, trained, you know what I mean? And so, you know, for the cues and all this, you know, on, on your, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're holding the head up or stopping or loining or whatever. But anyway, I think when it comes into, to like, Some of them showmanship deals, a lot of times the calf quits the kid. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's kind of a unity thing and a team thing. And a lot of times I'll tell kids, like, look, man, you didn't do anything wrong. You know what? We do this at a different time. I mean, you know what? True, You're right in there. But you know what? Today... You know, your calf just quit you. You know what I mean? It just, it just quit working. You know yeah. what I mean? It quit holding its stance and doing all that. I'm just saying is, but I'll tell you what. My favorite thing that's became the trend, without a doubt, is this walking, them into, it.
0: Oh, walking
1: yeah. them into it. I absolutely love it because it's kind of like daily care and management and all this kind of stuff into one. But I'm just telling you what, your calf has to know that. That walking them into it. Yeah,
0: that does. I'm just telling
1: fast, you what. Oh, yes. I mean, it showcases, literally showcases the people that have been, to me, working on them at home. I mean, because they just like, I mean, they get them set up within five to 10 seconds. It's like right. fast. It's awesome. I mean, you don't ever catch them wrong. Yeah. I mean, they'll, the, the, the walking them into it's faster than the stick. I mean, it's the most coolest thing ever. To me, and it's the most natural way. It makes cattle look their best. It makes our job easier judging because you're like, man, you know what? I mean, it's hard for me not to like this one because, like, I just don't ever see it wrong, you know. And, but the and silhouette saying, is
0: better, don't you think, when they naturally walk into oh, it yeah. compared to poking no, their feet into place?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm just agree. telling you that. And, you know, like these blow-and-show shows, you know what, for the people that's been, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, And I'm a fitting guy, you know, but I mean, I love Blowing Show Shows because it showcases the people who have been working on daily care. And I'm going to say this, I think daily care influences showmanship. I think attitude is a big part of showmanship. Mm -hmm. And I think a kid that's been putting some time in the barn and working on their cattle, I think they have that inner spirit. I think they have that competitive eye, that just that wanted kind of kind of attitude, you know, I mean, they just, you can just tell a kid that loves it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost end, a
0: look, isn't it?
1: If they're just, I Yeah, I can't explain what that look is, but it's just one of the things that, you know, like the hair either brags on you or it tells on you. you Ooh, know what I, mean? I like that. And I'm just saying, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, and I'm not talking about lots of hair, I'm talking about any hair, you know, and, and I'm just saying is, so I think the daily care, and the showmanship go together because it's what ties it all together to me, because I do think attitude plays into it. And I think I, when you're, when you're judging and you know this, Jake, when you see a kid that got a good animal and they're doing a good job out there and you can just tell they love it. it, it it's just like a, am going to say it's a warm and fuzzy stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, you can't help it. I mean, and so, but I mean, these kids have gotten dang good, dang good. You know I mean, it's tough. It's competitive. I mean, like, you're splitting hairs, and you know what? It might be one little thing that will get you beat at that day. And like I said, it, it, it's usually it's minor, but it's that it's cut that thin at, at, at the top.
0: So I think our listeners would, would kill me if I didn't turn a question back around on you, and it's the next topic <laughs> I want to cover. So you asked me a good question where do we go from here? But Kirk, everyone would like to hear from you. (laughs) I mean, especially I'm not talking about just the cattle, but even in terms of the technology and the products and the skill level that everyone has now, truly, where do we go from here?
1: That's a fun question. I mean, that's an awesome question and that's one that I'm not sure that I can answer, but I'm just telling you what there's people instilled in a lot of these different, uh, from I'm gonna just go from a I want to talk about product right first here there's people within instilled in these companies you know what I mean that are very educated and smart and a lot of times they'll have something that you know pertains to something else that actually would work in our world you know what I mean and and so I, I think as technology moves forward, I mean I think technology's been a good thing sure I mean i, I, I know I mean I'm gonna say this I know it's been a good thing. And, you know, they just keep making stuff better. And, um, you know, I know with working with, you know, Anna's Clippers and their Prina feed and different things like that. I mean, technology, uh, you know, weaver weaverized. I'm just saying there's different ones out there. I'm just saying, you know, there's, I don't know. I'm just saying this is like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I think, but between, between if, if here's what I'm going to say, if we, all that has to happen. And, and I'm talking about there's all kinds of companies out there. I, just, I named three, but I'm talking way more. And I'm just saying is, if we can keep the the avenue open between the user and the maker or the uh, you know I mean the one that that comes up with the design and technology, if we can keep that avenue between the tip of the branch, and manufacturing and engineering and all that. You know, what I mean, I'm just saying is that to me, I think the sky is is, is wide. I think it's wide open. I think it, I think it just keeps it getting better. Personally,
0: and and I want to tell you personally something. You know, I think one of the cool things, whether it's you or, or any of the other guys who have got involved with working some of, with some of these companies that are producing the mm. products. I think in the last decade, let's say, there has been a great leveling of the playing field. And what I mean by that is, you know, it it was, there was certainly a time that if your dad or your granddad had grown up doing this, you had, as an exhibitor, a huge advantage because they knew the right feeds to feed for different results. They knew the right products to use for different results. But none of us are born with that knowledge and without someone to show us, take us under their wing. You know, those years where you're figuring all that out is a struggle. But now what I see is you can open up a bag of feed that's designed for an English or an exotic heifer that's going to give you the right results. That stuff's already in there. You can use product that's designed for great summer hair, great winter hair. You can use glue that's, I mean, a lot of the, the hard work, is done for you and all that time lag that it takes to to figure it out and to gain that knowledge, that's been sped up. And so yeah. I think we see kids getting better quicker and I, I'm, I'm pumped to be showing in the time that we're, we're, we're showing in now because you know, the, the kids are just going to have more opportunities than they ever had before to be successful.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, we're talking about this because I mean like that was really my mission was to try to get some, you know, I mean, and I, am not mine, but I'm just saying this with the help of these companies, but cause I mean, not only from an education standpoint, but you know what, um, you know, these companies that we, you know, that whether it's feed or show supplies or clippers or, you know, bedding or, I mean, uh, you know, trailers, Livestock trailers. Sure. I mean, it could be anything. There's so much. I mean, I had stock racks for crying out loud. Yeah. So, you know what I mean. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, they have found this program. You know what I mean? And and, and to me, you know, it's really evolved. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying this. And so, to me, you know, I, I'm I'm thankful those companies like what they see in this industry and and are you know are being committed and and not only from trying to make good products, but also in supporting these shows, you know I mean? From a sponsorship standpoint to a support system to, you know, anything that they can do because it, 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 it benefits everyone, you know what? And so, um, you know, it's, to me, it's uplifting to know that we have these support, companies and systems out there that not only give us good products, but you know what? They support our shows. They support what we do. They believe in what we do. And, you know, it's like, you know what? It, this is real. This is real stuff. These programs, FFA, Showing Cattle, 4-H, are over 100 years old. And, I mean, you know what? They're generation to generation. I mean, it's it's like this is one of the wholesome things in my mind that is still left that we can do in yep. this country of ours.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and that's that's very timely right now, Kirk. With yeah, you know, I I don't even turn on the television at this point I don't it's either. Just, I mean, it's I'm just God. so full of junk. But yeah, we're blessed to be in a in a niche kind of an area here where boy, we still have a lot of the blessings of the good life. Oh, and
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let you me ask I mean? you
0: this. <laughs> go ahead.
1: No, I'm, I'm I'm yeah, I
0: agree. Well, let me ask you this. You know, it's hard to predict where we go from here, but maybe another way to ask that is, do you see a big hole or a big blind spot or an area we need to address right now? I mean, we've talked about, hey, we've conquered a lot of things here and we've come a long way, but you're never there. So, is there a spot where we still have work to do?
1: Oh, I mean, you know what? I don't think you, you – I mean, the thing that it, that you've got to make sure that you can't get compla- complacent, you cannot be satisfied. I mean, in everything that you do, and I mean, when we look at this industry, I don't think that's happening. I mean, and I don't foresee it happening. I think there's always somebody – and the reason I'm saying that is, is I have so many co- people come to me with a thought or an idea, and I'm just saying is – and and it could be, you know – it could be anything. It could be something that you might see it way disconnected from what this industry, you know what I mean, it might be in something else, but I'm just saying is, is I think people as a rule, I, I'm going to say this, I think all that goes back to competition or competitive people. I think competitive people are never, never satisfied. I think competitive, competitive people are never content. You know I mean? They're always trying to have the edge. They're always trying to have that little, extra and I think with the human mind in place and you know what with the technology I mean I don't see a dark area at all I think I mean I can't wait to see what comes in the future and I know for a fact I mean there's new stuff on the horizon coming you know within the year that you know what and um, I'm just saying and it's just you never get done and I'm just saying this so to me I I, I look for that to be full steam ahead, and I almost think we're our own worst enemy because almost we've raised the bar to a certain level, and you know what? We have to keep, to me, we have to keep shooting for it. You know, we have to keep shooting for that bar, you know what I mean, and trying to make it and raise it. And, And you know what? And I think it comes from the cattle. I think it comes from the industries within it. I think it comes from the, you know, I mean, all... I mean, there is so many fingers to this industry. I mean, it's really, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, from semen to, I mean, just everything. I mean, this could be, I mean, it's just, uh, there's so many fingers to this. So I'm, I'm pumped on what comes ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, I
0: totally agree with you. And it's actually one of our, or maybe our unspoken goals that we have with this podcast is to encourage people that want to be in this business to get in the business because there's a ton of different ways to be in the cattle business outside of just running 500 cows. You yep. know, there's yep. there's now so many service avenues that you can be involved with, promotion avenues you can be involved yep. with. There's and we need all of the people. We need to keep our talent and keep our good people right here working to to keep growing right. this thing. And I, I think that's one reason it's gotten so good. So I, I tell agree. I'm I
1: gonna say, and you know, the one thing I think that has probably evolved um, is the social media or the, you know,
0: internet, I
1: think that's why the, you know, you can actually stay fairly current. You know what I mean? I'm just uh-huh. saying, um, I mean, and I'm just saying this, you know, it's one of the things that I think that is has, has been, you know, one, a guy asked me, I was on another, I can't remember, podcast somebody what, what piece what's one piece of equipment that to me has changed the industry over the years in your lifetime in your eyes to me it'd be the little clippers because you know i learned yep. with sheephead it was all that but the little clippers when that came into play then you know what we have more youth participation more female participation and you know at my age jake you know what i'm still clipping and if i had to carry that sheephead all these years uh you know what I, i'm sure i have, <laughs> you have no up a long time months. ago huh uh, yeah right and i'm just saying so to me technology is going to be a good thing for years to come. So.
0: Well, you've dangled a little carrot in front of us here, Kirk, and I've got to ask you, can you give the Cattle Pros Nation here, our listeners, can you give us a sneak peek at anything, maybe that you're helping develop or some of these companies are working on that might be coming down the road?
1: Well, I mean, there's, um, I know we got a new blade coming that I'm pretty excited about. Oh, okay. Hopefully it'll be the um, end of the summer Uh, maybe first year. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, You know, I mean, um, uh, I'm pretty, that's one thing that's took some work to kind of get, you know, more updated, but I, you know, it's um, uh, like I said, I know uh, um, from the Clippers and Blades side, you know, they're always to me doing so. Like I said, there's, you know, there's a lot of different stuff. You know, I know we're testing a new um, supplement here on that. uh, with, uh, from Prina or whatever. So I mean, I'm just saying, and, and we're testing stuff. I just, you know, like I said, there's stuff coming. I can't really say, but I'm just saying is I, I know, you know, it's good.
0: So. Well, we'll be excited to, to learn and, and see and hear more about that. So yeah, Kirk, as we wrap up here, we've kind of got a goofy fun part of this podcast that we do called stock shows and burritos. All right, and, and this is what hits home with us So, you know, we, we work all day long on the ranch And, and we do, quote, real work at, at night and on weekends and stuff You know, we like to go to the show barn And jack around with the kids and the cattle And, and we yeah. love going to a show And and uh, one of the things, we're kind of foodies You know, we love going yeah. out and eating at a good place and, and heck, after some shows Me and you, we went out and ate at some good restaurants And oh, yeah. that's yeah. one of the fun parts About traveling So I want to ask you two okay. questions yeah. Do you have an all-time favorite cattle show? Do you have an all-time favorite restaurant that you like to uh, hit when you leave the ranch?
1: Um, for me, I'm going to say, you know, I mean, it's hard for me. Like all-time cattle show, I, 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 the National Western to me is uh, still hits home hard with me. I mean, you know what I mean, just because it's kind of where I got my start. Um, um, I, I actually, um, fit the grand steer there in 81. And, um, I, I mean, I had never flown. I'd never been out of town. I mean, out of state. I mean, and, and I actually went out there to clip key bulls for a guy and his daughter had a steer And anyway. Um, and I'd never flown. And so I, um, you know what, I, I still didn't, uh, you know, he, he told me that, uh, He'd get me out there. Well, anyway, I still didn't fly because I rode the train out there. So, anyway. <laughs> and uh, you
0: fit the Grand Steer, though, at that trip. On that I trip. fit the
1: Grand Steer, and that's kind of one steer that kind of got me going. I mean, you know what I mean? It kind of got me. Um, I mean, it's just one of them things that just got me, like, uh, you know, it got me another job, and it just uh, people took notice. of
0: So what I was wanted. that steer, Kirk? Pardon me. What was that steer?
1: Adam, how he was he bred?
0: Yeah, what was, what breed was he? Do you remember how he's bred?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, he was out of a bull called Eldino, which was a full blood key and uh, and an Angus cow. He was raised by Bob Crittenden in uh, Afton, Iowa, and um, and I was from Iowa, and um, that guy called them. Wonder if he knew anybody that could clip pretty good, and 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 anyway, they gave them gave him my name, and that's kind of how the word of mouth came and. And, um, anyway, that's kind of the one that got me going. So to me, uh, my boy and my, I mean, it, you know, at the end of our show season, I'm just saying as my, my daughter, well, Kai won the grand steer there and, and Kyra won the grand lamb there all the same day there at the National Western. And I'm just saying, you know, that's, I don't know. It's just one of the things that that show means a lot to me from my own personal thing, but the whole history of that thing and still being on the same grounds, you know, that was a hundred years ago. Mm. You know, I mean, to me that's powerful. You know what I mean? It's something that we don't get that back. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You don't get that I don't know, you just don't get that setting, you know what I mean? And I know it's under construction, but I you know what, it's still the same location as it was a hundred years ago. I mean you know, the railroad tracks is right there, you know what I mean? When they unloaded the carload, you know, of cattle there, you know what I mean? All that. It's just, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's, I it's totally, that...
0: totally know what you mean. It would be a favorite for me too, you know, and, and just the legacy and the tradition, and, and it kind of hits home with us and our family because it's a, you know, we say it's a part of our DNA, the Denver Stock Show. We've been there since we've been in business, and that's I think that's a great one.
1: You know, um and then you get on the steak or I mean on the restaurants. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I mean like I um, you know what? I, I really like Jake's in uh, Billings, Montana. Yeah I just I, I like that down great in there. <laughs> yes, great states, but it's just that whole setting downtown.
0: Cool atmosphere, know. cool vibes.
1: Yeah, I like that. I mean I, I really do like uh, Jake's I mean it's just kind of a fun place for me to, to go and that's in, like I said Billings Montana because like years ago like the hotels across the street the northern hotel and you know all the cattlemen used to come in there and sell their cattle and then you know I mean uh, go to the Jake's Steakhouse you know what I mean so it's all the like I said the cattleman's tradition there I guess that I get into so
0: okay well um, here's the deal next time we're in Billings steaks are on me we're going to Jake's
1: sounds good you bet awesome I'll, you bet I'll, I'll be ready all right
0: all right sounds good kirk thank you so yeah. much for being on the cattle pros podcast we open a lot of these by saying you know five years from now you're going to be the same person you are except for the people that you get to meet the books that you get to read and i think our listeners really got treated to an awesome interview today with a with an awesome person you know you're an iconic figure in the breed you're you're so progressive. You've never been complacent at all, and uh, whether it's selling them, whether it's fitting them, whether it's judging them, you, you've done yeah. it with excellence, and you've set a, a high bar for a lot of people to follow. So, you know, we well, appreciate thanks. that, and, and we yeah. sure enjoy knowing you and, and uh, watching you.
1: Appreciate it. I will tell you what, I just to finish up here. We just got done going to Arizona for a clinic, and it's 12 hours out there. And you know what? I've never really like touched on podcasts much, but. You know, yeah. I, I kind of, I'm kind of into them now. And I mean, yeah, if you're me driving, they're awesome. And I'm glad you're doing this. And I'm I'm glad you're putting a different, you know, spin on it and different stuff like that. And I just think it's a awesome opportunity for me. And like I said, I appreciate the chance. And I mean, uh, anybody that would listen to what I have to say, I mean, it's pretty humbling. So I thank the listeners out there. Thank you, Jake. And I thank for the chance to do it.
0: Absolutely. And if these listeners want to know a little bit more about you, Kirk, uh, maybe your cattle sales or your clinics or some of the products that you work with, tell them how to get in touch with you and where to go.
1: Well, you know, the best way, probably steerwaltcattleandclinics.com. I mean, if you go to any of our social media, we're pretty, uh, pretty, I mean, you know, we're more heavily on Instagram and Facebook. Um, all our numbers are on there. All our emails are on there. My whole family's is on there. So I mean, we are approachable people and we want to help you. And I'm just saying this. So if you need a lifeline or any kind of help out there, direction, opinion, whatever, I'm just telling you cattle, you know, the whole ball of wax. I mean, you know what, give us a call, text or email. We'd love to hear from you.
0: There you go, folks, and I can vouch for him. Super approachable and a great guy to visit with. Kirk, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you soon.
1: All right. Sounds good, Jake. Appreciate it. Thank
0: you. You bet.